Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. What I appreciated, though, was that the council apparently went off and was just like... No. No, they, they thought about it for a little oh, bit. Oh, right, they're like, well, you, you stay there, or we'll, we'll let's talk about it first. Yeah. Yeah, like, hang on, let's just... Look, he brought it to us. Even if we know we're not going to do what he said, we'll at least pretend like we're talking about it over here. Right, exactly. Um, so... At the end of the day, they're just like, no, nah, we're not doing that. No. And then he's like, oh, I've got a problem now. And it's like, yeah, they're setting up what Rogel's... Like, we don't get the payoff. We're setting... like, It's like every issue of Man of Steel is going to be a little, yeah. a little like, uh, I don't know, peek into Rogelzar's plan. Yeah, I guess so. And, like, you know, I guess what this is indicating is that, like, whatever ends up happening to Krypton mm-hmm. is, like... Is in some way related his to His fault, him. but there's, like, part of me... I know this character now for really one and a quarter issues, even that. Yeah. Wants to see it where he just really thinks that it was his fault. Right. That'd be nice. He's just like, I did this. And they're like, no. Krypton has a lot of coincidences around it already. Mm -hmm. I would really like hate Fort Rogelzar to be tied into it Mm -hmm. at all. But the fact, but but if it has to be, I'd love for it to be that he wanted to see Krypton destroyed and by accident happened to be. Yeah. And he like blames himself for it or or thanks himself for it. He's just like. And it turns out, like, no, he had nothing to do with it. It was a total accident, and it was a complete... And he's like, well... Because either way, he wins. And yeah. I don't want the villain to win in any way. And I, especially not this lame one. Right, right. So, yeah, well, but there's a lot more that happens in A Man of Steel that isn't just Rogelzar. No, but that is a big part but of it. But he's a big part, because, you know, he's the... Bri- he's not going He's away. one of the five brand new characters that Bennis has introduced in only two issues... One and a half issues. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of uh, character introductions. That's how Bennis gets the Benjamins, by the way. You got to create a new character if you want to like see money and you want to see those revenues. Right. Streams. You know, so you got to you got to diversify. Really. We also get a like quick little like check in with Killer Moth and Firefly, which yeah. I was just like, what are you two doing here? You're not supposed to be here. You're <laughs> Gotham villains, but nobody wants to use you. Or maybe Bendis thought it'd be hilarious to use them. Maybe they'll be his kite man. Well, but um. So I, I do wonder if they're going to come back or if this is just a like a I bet fun be... interlude to get him to the burning building or you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I bet they come back in a uh, in a um, shocker Ultimate Spider-Man-esque way where like, okay. every so often Superman has to bust them or one of them. And it's like, you guys again? I can't believe this. Because it's difficult sometimes to tell with Bendis if he's doing it just because... It's fun. Or and I was gonna say even just to prove that he knows yeah who these characters are right like he's just like no no I'm on DC now so I get it I know who these characters are and I'm gonna, I'm gonna utilize them right exactly um and it's just like you know just like a trying to give himself some brownie points basically. yes exactly with, I got some street cred over the DCU yeah yeah or if it's something where he's just like no just wait and see what's gonna happen with them yeah 
Yeah. And I, I don't know. I never, you know what, I didn't give it a moment's thought as to what they, what, what it meant for them to be in the book. You know, they were so specific. Yeah. That, that like, it's like, there's no way that they won't do that. And you're pretty good at spotting Bendisisms. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I would put money on, on I those don't put any, no, back. never put money on me. Just don't do that. Um, we do have this really nice moment with Superman, though, that I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah, the insight into how he listens and, like, yeah. that, and that he hears, like, music and, like, but not music, like, from, from someone's radio, like, some, uh, up-and-coming, aspiring musician, like, mm-hmm. just trying something out, and he's like, oh, I really like that. And I didn't mean, and I'm sorry that I eavesdropped on you, but I really, you know, I'm listening to Screaming, and I just, I heard this nice thing. And yeah. It, you know, like, that's nice, that, yeah. like, Superman has kind of, like, a godlike interest in like the mundane of the of Metropolis, exactly. But we also get to see that um, he's not perfect. He couldn't remember the song, so uh, right. You know, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> no, it's, no not it's not weird. It's fine. Uh, I, 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 it was very Bendis. I'm, I'm trying to imagine him later on singing it to John to be like, "Do you know the song?" Da 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 da. John's like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> Thankfully, I won't have to worry about that. But we'll talk about why in a minute. Uh, um, and then from there we go off to the burning building, which is, um, I liked it. Like, that's fun because it's very like Superman. It's very yes. like, heroic. He goes in the burning building. There's the kid with the puppies and the. Right. Puppies, child, burning building, yeah. firefighters, hot chicks. It works. Yeah. Yeah. The, this intrigue and like potentially commonplace sort of like street crime, but yeah. that could be greater. And the fact that there have been other buildings that have caught fire in Metropolis lately within a short span of time, or it's like, is this arson? Is this something more? I don't know. Exactly. So like. Part of me enjoys that Bennis is creating this, like, potentially, like, smaller mystery along with this, like, larger Rogel Czar Right, exactly. Yeah, that, well, he's got the he's got the A plot and the B plot. The A plot's the Rogel Czar stuff. The B yeah. plot is the, like, real thing you care about. Right, or maybe it isn't because as we saw in DC Nation with the um, reporter, who I cannot remember her name. Nope. Um, for the life of me. Uh, that she might be the B plot, right? Yeah, because her she's desire crazy. to take over the planet. Yeah, not the planet. No, the Daily Planet. Unless it turns out she's like Rogelzar's mistress and she wants to go. Maybe Earth. that's what it is. Maybe that's what Bendis is doing. Not that the the <laughs> idea that it's like someone wants to take over the planet, the Daily Planet, the Daily Planet. That is, lol, get it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I get. I mean, I get it, and it works. It's very Bendis Superman for me. He's got like he's. It's funny actually. This is definitely handled with reverence, almost like too unfamiliarly like superman is very like at a, at a distance we see his insight into people but mm-hmm. we don't see I, I don't know he's very like he's very superman yeah with a lot of uh a lot of pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. which is like nice i guess but we'll see what happens i don't know my uh I, you know you, you have to draw parallels between like the other introductions to superman and the other man of steel books and like for me man of steel number one the miniseries from like uh john byrne is very like let's look at superman as like a like a, a and, and his through the lens of everybody that meets him and knows him mm-hmm. and so like some characters know him so well that he's not superman he's just a guy yeah and so let's get into that but uh we don't we the we barely even get an inkling that superman finds the firefighter melody something yeah uh super hot like we're supposed we're supposed to but like melody more melody more thank you <laughs> but uh but the idea that superman finds her attractive like we know it's there but it's also kind of like superficial like superman's like oh, i'm just i love everybody <laughs> i think everyone's hot or whatever right and i i enjoyed her i enjoyed the fact that she wanted to know if she was taller than wonder woman yeah that was cute it yeah. was a cute little like that was very bendis very bendis absolutely you're right um i also enjoyed prior to that scene him like trying to be like batman in a sense like yeah. he's in the the husk of the burnt building like mm-hmm. they're like oh talking about like it could be faulty wires and he's like investigating using his x-ray vision the- trying to put it 
It's like almost like he doesn't know what he's looking for, though. I mean, I I think that's the joke. Yeah, he's... Uh, or at least it should be. Like, right. He's like, oh, let me find out. I don't know anything about like, forensics or... <laughs> or, 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 like, I'm not a electrician. Yeah. That said, the visualization of his X-ray vision, I'd never seen before, and I liked that. I've seen him use his X-ray vision before. It's def- that's not that. It's more that I'd never seen how they presented his X-ray vision in that way before and I really liked it yeah yeah like the visual of it yeah they didn't make a big show of it it's one panel no it's just it's really just, nice it's just there it's like hey if you caught it you caught it exactly um, back at the planet uh, Perry's still like beating everybody down for like the big stories because without Lois there you're not getting those big intrigue stories yes. seemingly the seedy underbelly of Metropolis yeah the, yeah yeah. so like even though you have this like story about potential arson it's not enough no. for Perry and like I like the visual cue of seeing the huge image of Lois that's like signed by her on mm-hmm. the wall yeah um, and then we get a little bit of like the home life now, which she's still there. And so no, that's a flashback. That's a flashback. Yeah, oh, I thought that no, was... he's he's alone. Like, okay. He's alone at the desk, and then he like thinks back to this other mystery. See, we got that, three mysteries. That kind of threw me off because when we had the other flashbacks, they put then. Yeah, but this is then too. Well, they should have put then. Well, they didn't. But this is now. Yeah. And when will then be now? Soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get a flashback into like whether because. Uh, Everybody was like, why is Lois not there? Why yeah. haven't they addressed the fact that Superman is a son? Like, he's there since 2016, there's not been any reference. Like, Superman has never done anything or gone anywhere without at least thinking about or talking about his son. Right. Except this issue. Yeah. And then we get a little, like, insight. Kind of, yeah. Into, like,. What we were expecting to see, which is Superman at home in the apartment that they just moved into with yes. Lois and John, and they're married and have this kid. And what? So where were we from there? Um, well, I think before we um, go on from there, mm-hmm. we should say thank you so much to John D for a super chat. It says fave YouTube channel. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Oh, Joe. Mm-hmm. Did I say John? You didn't. I got John on the brain. I know because um, it's John Kent. Yeah. Sorry. I, just, I just equated you're in you. good company, man. Yeah, dude, I just equated you to, to Jonathan Kent. So, but it's Joe. So I apologize. Thank you, Joe. Um, and then from there we see essentially this huge like flash of light that like. <laughs> Pardon me. Excuse He's me. Live. Woohoo! Um, we see this huge flash of light that envelops like all three of the Kents. Yeah. And just. We don't know what happens. It's right. just like, next time. But we do know that it happened before this main story. Yeah. Where Superman is chatting up hot firefighters and stuff. Yeah. So, who knows? Could be that uh, maybe Dr. Manhattan picked him up. Maybe Superman went back in time and undid his marriage. Maybe Mephisto showed up and undid everything. Who knows? Yeah, Ben, this is like, I reserve the right to use uh, Marvel's Mephisto in DC. Yeah. Well, we do know that uh, when, what's his name, uh, Joe Quesada used to work for DC, they were trying to unmarry Superman back then. And in fact, they were thinking, remember uh, Mephisto, or not Mephisto, Mephisto is what? Uh, Mephisto's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Remember, um, remember reading in Good, Bad, and Ugly, the vampire Superman book? Yes. With that female demon person? Yes. They wanted her to undo the Superman marriage. And then Quesada stole that idea and brought it to Marvel and made Mephisto do it. Cool. So... Maybe it's maybe we're finally seeing the actualization of the Superman marriage getting undone. Man, wouldn't that suck? Yes. It's almost like no one's paying attention to what people want. That sucks. It's weird. That really sucks. I hope not. 
Yeah. But who knows? All we do know is there's a flash of light yeah. and Superman's marriage and son are supposedly removed. We don't know if they're gone. We don't go- know that. We don't know. We don't, we, hey, listen, I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying that editorial is just letting Bendis do whatever he wants. What Bendis wants to do is have Superman chat up hot chicks. All I'm saying is that's what it looks like. I mean, it could, playing devil's advocate here, it could be him. The devil? Uh, it could be him trying to lead you to that conclusion. Where yes. he's just like, why would you think that of Superman? Right, exactly. Why would you doubt him? Yeah, and then like, the, <laughs> it, and it looks like it's sad, and then they, and then he opens the door. We finally go to Clark's apartment, and they're like, hey, Dad! And you're like, yay, worked out. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that's what it is. Right. But that would be very weird. It would be. It's very weird to create drama where there isn't any, and where there's only been fanfare. Like, people have only been celebrating and excited about the status quo for Superman, in particular the creators who are working on them. Right. And it's very weird... I'm not used to this ring yet. <laughs> uh, but it's very weird to, yeah. to create that. Although I did read an interview with Bendis recently where he said something like, I want you to be nervous about my run. I want you to always be questioning whether or not I might fuck up everything you like. And I'm like, great. That's like, yeah, that's, that's how I want to feel when I'm reading a book. That's straight up. That is, that is old school. That is, that is Marvel, Joe Quesada, Bill Jemis, Brian Michael Bendis. Like that is how it was. I remember when they were working on Civil War, they were talking about how, like, how much other, all the other editors who of course don't work there anymore because Marvel only has like two editors. Uh, all the editors and the writers and the workers at Marvel were like, Iron Man wouldn't do this. Captain America would never do that. Back, uh, the Punisher would never do this. The Superhuman—they actually did Superhuman registration and Fanta- and Mister Fantastic undid it in like the nineties. Okay. So like you can't do that. This and that. And they're like, no, but they'll be so mad. They'll be so mad though. They'll have to buy it. And that was the whole approach to creating Civil War. And I know that Bendis was probably in the editorial mindset back when he was leaving Marvel because I bet he was like, I want this pay raise and I want to be editor in chief. And they were like, no. And he's like, okay, bye. But he had this like idea, he all these ideas and these plans and, right. this, and these holdovers from when he had the editor in chief of Marvel Comics's ear, and right. he was influencing things like the movies and all of the books, mm-hmm. the entire universe by writing like four of the biggest events over the last like ten years. Uh, so yeah, I could definitely see him being like, yeah, and I'm going to do that too because those guys that I like idolized or worked with had those ideas too, and well, they were really good. Here's the thing: if he wanted to like upset the apple cart and do something that's like totally like changing for Superman, bring back the Kents. Right. Bring back his parents. Yeah. At least Ma. Yeah. At the very... Uh, only at the Ma. Ver- yeah. At the very least, bring back Ma Kent. Throw that in- into the... Right? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. I, it's a mixed bag for me. It looked really good. Ivan Rice is, a, is one of the top right, or artists yeah, no, on, it, it at DC good. right now. Um, he's a quintessential Superman artist. I think he did a nice job. There were moments where I was like, this looks really good, and there were moments where I was like, meh. Yeah. No, that's true. Meh, well, that's because it's talky. The other thing that was very much a hallmark or a uh, you know calling card of a Bendis book was that there were a lot of like really beautiful pages that had like a thousand word balloons all over. I know, I know. Nobody could, apparently people don't edit Bendis's. I'm sure words. he's like Grant Morrison. Nobody edits Bendis. <laughs> anyway, so do you recommend Man of Steel number one? Can you recommend it? Um, it's like it's funny because I want to say yes, but at the same time, like. Part of it feels like you don't even need it if you want to just jump into two. And Straight I feel up, like there might be more going on in two. Mm-hmm. Um, if they give you a decent enough summary page, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. So unless you really, really are into Bendis. Yeah. If you're saving money and you're like cherry picking your books, you could definitely skip this. I'd skip this issue, but 
I think issue two will probably feel like more like a first issue. Potentially, I agree. Or like almost like the combination of issue one and two will mm-hmm. be like a complete sort of like opener. Yeah. We were arguing about uh, graphic design the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to toss out my, uh, my my stylistic choice, one uh, bandy against yours. <laughs> what do you think of the typeface for the Man of Steel logo font? I, not, I think it's terrible. Not a fan. I don't even know what it's trying to be. It almost looks a little bit like the Terminator font. Yeah, in like a, a bit. weird way. I'm just I'm not a huge fan of it. It's very it's kind of clunky. Yeah, and like there's and I know it's a miniseries, so it's going to go away. Yeah, but yeah. it looks really obtrusive and and out of place. Well, it's interesting because like the man of and like the man of in the the size that it's in is too large to be doing what it's doing. Right. So like it's it's like jockeying for like where you're trying to look. Mm-hmm. So it's either you need to make them the same and make it all important. Which would or you work. need to make it a little smaller to make it less important. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care for Not it. Not a fan. I think it looks really weird. It looks like they came up with it first. <laughs> yeah. And they just slapped it on everything they they're can. It's like who cares? Yeah. Who cares? They're gonna buy it anyway. Morons. That's how it feels. Well, we did. Oh well, yeah. Yeah I read it. That's my job. All right. What's so, next? So, uh, what's next? No Justice number four. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Tiffany did a great video that sums up uh, No Justice numbers one, two, three. <laughs> uh, who knows if we'll ever see it, but it I, is... Uh, I did do it. It is shot, cut, and uploaded. I'm, and it's just I, not on our channel. I don't, I, you say great. It did not feel great going into I it. I liked it. It's just, it's just Tiffany that's telling you what happens for three issues. For three it's really of fun. the issues. But, uh, so, uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, No Justice number four, the last penalty, or the, the ultimate issue, the final issue of No Justice. Yes. Transitioning right into Justice League, which literally is coming out next week. Dark and Justice League Odyssey. So we're getting three Justice League books, which is definitely hinted at the end, and not even hinted. No, the book's a brochure. Here, here, here's the teams. All right, you pick what you like and just get over it. Yeah. Um, we hope you buy them all. Right. The end of this book is like very much like I don't want to say hand wavy because it's (laughs) not really hand wavy, but it is so like superhero convenient almost in a sense mm-hmm. where like it kind of makes sense but if you start pulling on threads it's like yeah, yeah right? right like all right so are you up to date oh yeah no i read it awesome. uh yeah uh, mm-hmm. no justice by the way is uh i think francis manipul still did the art for this one? i can't remember because they kept changing it around let me take a look here it might be on the last it page. It might be on the last page, which like is good and bad all at the same time because then you just jump into the book, but then when I'm trying to figure out who um Yep, there it is. Yeah. Art uh, he did he did this one. Okay. And he did one. Yes. And then like he couldn't do two and three entirely on his own. No. And three and, was yeah. yeah. Anyway, but um, it's written by Snyder, uh Tynion Fourth and um Joshua Williamson. And Josh Williamson. So we got three writers on this, which I have said before i think this was very successful in combining three separate voices into one book yes it did it felt cohesive like i keep having to remind myself that there are three writers on this book yeah i've seen this like done before where you've got like multiple writers on a book and it's very obvious where one writer stopped and the next writer took over well it's much like sometimes it's collaborative where they come up with the story (laughs) and they all write it and sometimes they just go like okay you write issue you write pages one through one through seven and i'll write the next one and yeah we just split up the work yeah which is not writing together Right. Uh, but yeah, these guys do. Like they were, they blended well together, and it tells a nice story. Yep. Um, or at least they they tell their story competently. Yes. So um, this book opens with like the like, hey, remember at the start of this book, at this whole like run in like issue one, yes. the Lantern Corps was at the Source Wall because there was a huge hole. That was the in big it. setup. Like a look at the granite, like the entire Lantern Corps standing in right? front of the Source Wall, just spilling out. And then we just left them. We're like, 
Bye. Well, that'll probably work itself out. That'll be fine. Um, we do check in with them, and like basically all the lanterns are like using their powers to cr- construct like. What even like, are they making? It's almost like it almost looks like a like a circuit, but I don't think it's what it is. It's it's probably more like a suture trying to pull. I was hoping it was a suture, but it didn't feel together. like a suture. Yeah, I think they're just not quite strong enough to be able to pull it together. I think that the best that they're doing is preventing it from opening further. Right, right now, right. Um, and that's about the time that Hal gets a call from Green Arrow because yeah. at the end of issue three, Green Arrow like sends out a signal being like, "Hey." We're screwed. All the Omega Titans are here and they're going to eat Earth. <laughs> and like, there are no superheroes here except for me and Supergirl. Right. And I'm like... And Batgirl. Yeah, and Batgirl. And um, only one of us is truly super. Yeah, and she's not going <laughs> to punch any of them. So, uh, come on home. Right. And um, we do see the all four of the Omega Titans are at Earth and the seed has like sprouted and all four trees have like grown up out of the earth which and, you know uh, is going to be a thing forever now yeah they're just there now we just have trees in the Spoilers? dc universe we don't gonna spoil it anyway no but um over, waller's yeah. really mad at, at green arrow, arrow for mm-hmm. being like hey I, I if we like destroyed this now we would have been fine right to be fair you don't know that no Waller, you've no idea what would have happened if you tried to hit that with anything no it's it's funny it's, waller's a tough character to write for effectively because without her looking like just a dumbass right well it's like it's she walks this fine line and i don't even know if she walks it competently most of the time right between like like stupidly aggressively i'm correct and like just being like i have such faith in myself that i make good choices right exactly like it's and in this, it could just be that. She's just like, no, that was our best call. Right, because exactly. Because to be fair, like, and, in yeah. her mind, she's like, they're screwed no matter what. Yeah. But you do have a seed thing that's like a cosmic seed that was tampered by Brainiac, and you think whatever you hit it with is going to stop it? Yeah, like, the, the idea that you even think the nuclear option is even, like, it's just, just a joke. I don't get it. It's weird that she was so insistent on such a, like, failed plan that has never worked. Right. But in any case, she does like you know she but she insists on you know pushing that agenda. Yeah, uh, you know so and, and basically they're gonna trudge on back to Bell Reeve because she's like we need to get some bigger weapons and we're gonna. I was like really like yeah your that's plan? the plan. Well you know what I'm cold so I'm cold with you. Mm-hmm. But um, we check in on the rest of the leaguers the leaguers yep um in the wreckage of Kalu mm-hmm. um it's very much like Alderaan and yeah. they're in like Brainiac ship they're just kind of floating the ship's totally like. Broken. Bul- yeah, it's, it's broken. It's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all just kind of coming down from it. And a lot of like the like a lot of individual leaguers are having a hard time dealing with what they saw. Yeah, like um, Raven herself was able to hear like the last screams of Starro. Like, Starro. So like, she's gonna carry that with her forever. Yeah, that's weird. And like Starfire's big thing is just like, no, see, like Flash said, it's gonna be okay. Also, we saved Tamaran. Yeah, my people are are saved. And- so like, it's not all bad. You're gonna break a few eggs. <laughs> It's cool. And you're like, Just okay, get okay, Starfire. You're good. Yeah. Um, and um, Robin has a great little moment where he's just trying oh, to like. he's just a fucking pain in the ass. He's trying to like tell his dad what to do and like, that's not going well. No. And then we, but like, and that's the only line, by the way, we get. There's going to be a new status quo for Robin and Batman now yeah. as a result of this book. Which, like, yeah. I didn't see in any of the other books. I guess so. But because Snyder and Tynion, who Tynion's writing Detective, like, uh, you know, King's gonna do what King's gonna do, so it doesn't matter what he thinks. But, like, everybody else is doing this thing where, at the end of the book, we set up that, like, Batman and Robin are kind of on the outs, and you're like, really? Yeah. We're kind doing of. That? Yeah. We're doing again? All right. Um, and then we see Brainiac 2.0, like... Yeah, he's a complete new bad guy. Yeah, like, he went from being, like, just, like... 
there's nothing you can do. I'm like, my father is like, you can't beat him. Right, you can't, yeah, you, you can't beat him. So we're just all, we're all screwed. Yeah, like then a nihilist. They, like, yeah. he's just like, man, eh, yeah. who cares? And their planet gets destroyed and he's like, I can't believe that you destroyed Brainiac and you destroyed my planet. I hate you guys now. I'm going to destroy you. And yeah, you're like, he basically decides to follow the path of Brainiac. And you're like, what the hell and does like, come from? Right? I guess he thought that Brainiac's plan would succeed and therefore save Kalu. Even right. though, like, they hate him. He's like... But there's still my people. Yeah, and even so, though he also was had a, it was a foregone conclusion for him that it was going to be destroyed. Right. No, I think initially he thought that it was not going to be destroyed. Oh, and that, that like, like Brainiac was like that his plan was going to work. His plan was going to work, and the the Titans would go to wherever, and the yeah. League just kind of busted that up. So now he's just like, you know what? Instead of me helping you, which is what you'd like, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to finish what I'm working on over here, and I'm going to zip on over to Earth. I'm, I'm going to make sure that your planet's destroyed, too. And I figure that makes us even. Right. My yeah. planet, you're for your planet. It's well, cool. Because I need to it's be the new good. great villain. Now I'm Brainiac. Now I'm Brainiac. But like a, like a, ten, like a you know, like, a, like an organic one. Yeah. So have fun with that one. By the way, Wookiee Drew jumps in and says, you guys rock. Thanks for all the great shows. Thank oh, you, thank Wookiee you. Drew. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so we'll deal with Brainiac at some point, but he does arrive on Earth, and he starts like putting these, like, machine things that oh he also leaves them stranded he doesn't fix the ship oh no he doesn't do anything to help then he teleports to earth and he puts these things onto the trees which essentially starts making them like hyper grow Mm -hmm. so they're growing at a faster rate than the ones that were on Kalu which makes the uh, Omega Titans get there faster yeah well they're there but they're getting ready they're getting ready to eat the planet like right now they're getting prepped yeah Um, he also like takes out Supergirl so she's out of the picture so she can't even like our last like Image of Supergirl is her looks fly, flying around blasted. and then getting blasted. Yeah. Um, then we check in over at Bell Reeve where um, Waller and Arrow have arrived. And Waller's like, hey, listen, I need to have access to nuclear arms. Because right. like that's the only thing that's going to fix this. Which it won't. But yeah, fine. Right. But like, <laughs> again, in her mind, she's just like. Well, these are the only options available. We have, we have no heroes. Right. And I hate them anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are like four giant guys up in the sky who are going to eat us. So either we could sit here and just hold hands and sing a song <laughs> or- Which is hilarious. Like, that is definitely a reference to metal. Where she says they're going to give a big... They're going to hug, hug each other. A big super, super hug. I'm yeah. like, whoa. <clears throat> yeah. So Snyder wrote his own book. So I he's know. like, I'm making a little joke about the silly yeah. ass ending to my big story. Um, or we could try to do something. So her plan is that. And instead, Brainiac 2.0 shows up and it's just like, you know what, Waller? It makes sense that you would be the guy who stole... Or you'd be the person yes. who stole... like. Uh, all of my father's knowledge. Yes. Um, because Brainiac 2.0 is not only there to get the Earth destroyed, but he also wants to have all of Brainiac. They yes. Must become like the. He's like, he must be I was going to get it all back. So he goes like to Waller, and he decides he's going to shoot her. And like, I'm pretty sure Green Arrow is kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll just. Well, I'll that. just be really slow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that over there? Yeah. Um, but no, Green the Lantern part of Lantern Corps shows up. All the Earth all your was, favorite Green Lantern all show over up. there, especially mine with John Stewart's there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they all show up. And they're like, okay, we pretty much left everyone else out there to deal with it. Which is amazing, because, like, it's pretty much established that some of these are, the, like, the most, the, like, the strongest Green Lanterns of all time, with the, with the strongest wills. But we're just gonna leave to, like, punch, to literally punch Brainiac. And they do. They do. Like, like Hal makes a giant fist construct and just punches her. Punches him right in the face. Right in the face. And you're like, that's funny. Yeah, I That was fun. That. that was a nice little moment. Right? And then, um, back on the ship, the Brainiac ship, yep. um, we realize that, like, the ship's not going to work. They asked Cyborg, like, can you fix it? He's like, no, I'm barely keeping it together so we don't explode. Yeah. And um, they start talking about having to think differently and yep. how, like, at the end of the day, like, we need to think bigger than what we are. 
And that's when they realize that Cyborg can utilize the ship fluctuations, mm-hmm. the energy fluctuations, to power his mother box yep. to get the heroes there. Well, to get at least a, like one of the teams. I think yes. it's Team Entropy to yes. Earth right now. Entropy shows up, which includes Batman, Deathstroke, Luther. Uh, Lex Luthor, Beast Boy, and Lobo. Yes. Which is just like the, how did you pick that team? Yeah, which is like Team Cool. Yeah, it is Team Cool. It is. So they show up and Grand Arrow is like, oh... I was kind of hoping Superman was going to be here. <laughs> By the way, Superman's team has like Starfire and Sinestro on it. Yeah. I mean, they all are there though, inevitably. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they, they do all, all wind up there. Like they're all just, I think, at different locations. I think they all went to their trees. I think you're right. Yeah. Because like they go to the interview. That's right. Which is where like Bell have... Reeve is. Yeah. And the plan is like, okay, we got to get these things off of the tree. Yep. And we got to try to equalize all the energy. Yeah. And they're like, because that's what we were supposed to do on the other place. And then, like, someone's like, but, excuse me. That didn't work. Um, mm, I don't know if you realize what happened at Kalu, but uh, that kind of blew up in our face. Exactly. Uh, literally. Yeah. And um, they're like, yeah, but even though this is further along, we missed a crucial step. Right. And we need to figure out what that is. So, Cyborg, uh, you're going to have to go get Brainiac's information. You're going to have to do exactly what Brainiac 2.0 wanted. Yep. You're going to go get it instead. So, Waller... Yeah, give us the info. Let him in. Give us whatever you killed Brainiac right. and ruined our plan. So she tells, like, Task Force 11 to let him have access. Yes. And, like, so he has access to everything Brainiac, which mm-hmm. is kind of scary and cool for yes. Cyborg. Like, what a neat way for that to go. And I wonder if that something will happen with that later. Yeah, I Because think we it's will. kind of hard to have access to Brainiac with not... Without Brainiac himself, like, yeah, showing up. Yeah, or, like, finding out something you shouldn't know. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be a great new status quo for Cyborg. Right. So Cyborg realizes that what like the trees bloom a fruit and within that fruit there's a seed and that's like the new seed. Yes. But it's that seed that like entices the Omega Titan. One so of the Omega Titan to yeah. eat the planet because yes. it's there. And so their plan is we have to get these machines off the trees and then we have to basically equalize them and then one of the trees will bear fruit. Right. And it's the tree of entropy that bears fruit. Mm-hmm. And we take that because seed. Earth has a lot of entropy. Yes. Because we're the worst. Yeah, we suck. And um, we need to take that seed. And as his cyborg puts it, we have to take it to each of the quarterbacks of the team because he puts it all in a football. Terms, he does, which, which is I, cute. And it totally works. It fits with his character. Yeah, exactly. And um, each of the quarterbacks have to then power the seed. Each of the people kind of like represent, like the their own rep- their, their yeah tree their or thing. Their, yeah. So initially, they think like. Um, no, actually, I, maybe it isn't the entropy tree that I thought it was. Grows but, it. Yeah, uh, it might be Wonder. That's right, because Wonder Woman's uh, Wonder Woman plays a crucial role early, like later on. It no, uh, no, because Luther needs to fire it up with yeah, his entropy. He doesn't. He does that last. He's the last one. Mm. So one of the trees bears fruit. It doesn't. That's all that matters. By um, the way, two mics, one take, saying nice to see off the rack back in a big bad way. Thank you very much, two mics, one take. Yeah, it is entropy. I don't know why they don't let him power it up first. I know that's weird. They just take it away. Flash runs it off to uh, Wonder Team, where Wonder Woman takes the seed and powers it up, even though she's like, I don't know why. Right. I don't know me. why. I don't know why DC's shoehorning me into this whole magical thing, but I guess I'll just uh, go with it. I'm okay with it. I'm totally down with it. Um, I'm just saying it's like and like it's really funny because Raven's like, it doesn't matter. Just do it. Right. Yeah. Just stop questioning like, things. All right. Fine. Jeez. Take it. Um, and so then they take it off, and uh, I think uh, Marsha Manhunter yep. does it for Mystery. Yes. And then they take it to... Deathstroke. Deathstroke, and they think that's going to work for Entropy. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't work at all. Nope. And so Luther's like... Give, give it this. to me. I got this. And like Deathstroke's like... I suck the most. But you're a good guy now! And he's like, quiet, I'm not. We're setting it up so that I can be what I am in Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I guess, and I think Cyborg's actually the first person to power it up. Yeah. So he... So now it's all powered, and the idea is it's like, okay, cool. 
It has all four energies. Mm-hmm. So here's what we're going to do. Now we're going to take it and we're going to shoot it into the Entropy Titan. Yes. We're going to target him. Right. And then because all the other... Because he's the scariest one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just, he's scary. Yeah. And he's the, the energy that, the energy that he produces will be so enticing to the Omega Titans that they will eat him. Well, it'll be in him. Yes. And they'll consume him yeah. and then they'll have enough energy from his consumption that they'll like leave Earth alone for a while. Yeah. Pretty much. And so Hal Jordan gets it and he makes a contract of a gun and he's going to shoot it into space. Yeah. And like Green Arrow's like, Hal, how about I fire this? You're like the worst shot ever. Just let me do it. Yeah. And so they build like this huge, like almost like, it's like such a crossroad. It's almost like a trebuchet. Kind That's of thing. exactly what it is. And so they shoot it up and it lands in the Entropy Titan. And they say in that moment that the other Titans are afraid of yeah. what we've just done. Mm-hmm. Because like, yet again, we're breaking the universe. Yes. And like, in this sense, I really enjoyed where this was going um, because it's clear that Snyder has like a, an end game in mind. Where it's I just sure like, hope so. Yeah, we are. He's, we as humanity have a real issue with breaking the universe, mm-hmm. and like which, I assume which that something has to be done. Which is a problem, but all right, DC. We're right, but we are also in the midst of Doomsday Clock, so I'm wondering if this could all be like f- actually like sync up with it. Yeah, That'd be nuts. It would be nuts. I don't know. I'm I'm just I like to think about what if. That'd be cool. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it sets up this whole idea. Yeah. that, like. Uh, that like the natural yet again the natural order has been disrupted and yet again it's Earth at the core of it and yet yeah. again like we did it to save ourselves and yes. in the name of justice and what right. does that mean for us in the future right and yeah. um, in the end yes the because because okay. Galactus can't eat planets anymore so now the like uh, the the natural order of things is disrupted well it's like the yeah end, well it's supposed to be really that like the Titans are meant to bring an end to things naturally right and exactly. it's just like but we're not letting you go we're not gonna let yeah, you do but that no we're not going to no. and like I I, I I find that frustrating because like I no because Earth is where all my stuff is, and it's where I read my books, and it's where my books take place. And for me to be like, I believe in the natural order of things and the cosmic like balance, and then have it be like, well, but you know, just say having all your favorite characters and the place you live being destroyed. Like if you defend, if you pretend that like or f- keep that from happening, then like you're part of the problem. Like no, I'm reading these books because they take place in this well, like place. Like, it's I'm- also like it's interesting because it's like there's a certain like I don't want to say irony to it, but like. Mm-hmm. The fact is, like, the reason the source hall was broken in the for- in the first place was, like, was that of the natural order, or did things come together to make that happen? Right. In a way? And then, like, the reason that the Titans were brought to Earth so quickly was because that was, of, that yeah. was manufactured by Brady. Yeah, out. but at the same time, like, the Green Lantern Corps is pissed at the Justice League for, like, not letting the dark multiverse screw everything up. Well, I mean, they just should have stopped holding hands earlier, because that was the problem. They just went too far. Right. They went too far. Yeah, it, like, they knew. Punch. Just went too far. That, um, that hole in the source wall is such an annoying all right. thing for me. Let's just finish this book up real quick. The book finishes up basically where we see um, Manhunter and like Luther having like a mind conversation. Yes, where Luther's like, I'm going to be a bad guy again. Bye. Well, he's just like, he's got to leave. Yeah. And who knows what he's going to do, but he's, he's going to go. And um, then we see that the source wall, source wall is still being held together. It's really interesting because it almost looks like a power battery. Yeah, And I'm does. like, maybe one day one of the lanterns will like tap that to save do something to, yeah i don't know that'd be cool or create a new core and it's the like source core the source core <laughs> we called it by the way if that happens um we see batman thinking that he needs another new team to keep an eye on them and just like, did this right and we see um black lightning there and he wants to make sure that it's creating the outsiders yeah that they're they're covered from the outside oh. so like he can't rely Can on robin through? or nightwing for this he's got to do that 
Uh, the league's, you know, obviously forming. Yep, they're like, creating a, ju- a Hall of Justice. Yeah, out of like the Brainiac head, head, which is like really funny because it looks like the Legion of Doom. Yep. And um, in a almost Tower of Babylon or Tower of Babel kind of way, yeah. they give Green Arrow a like book or, or whatever. Box. Yeah, they give him a thing that'll destroy the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, that it could take it down. So, yeah, like they trust it with him, and he's just like, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. It's just, couldn't I just be on the league instead yeah. of having no. this? Right. It'd be cooler if you were on the team. <laughs> let's make it so that one day you'll be like the linchpin of another stupid event we do. Right. It'll be fine. Um, and they're going to open everything up to the public and they're going to make it very like just open. Yeah. Like the, league like is the going... Flash Museum. Right. But I think it's also like in the sense where it's just like Waller had such an issue with the trust of superheroes. We're not going to let that happen again. Yes. It's totally going to happen again. It's the end of Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. At the just... end of Justice League, they take out the, sort of the, the tower. They go on Earth. They build a base there. They let people in. It's a whole thing. Right. And um, then we see, like, a little hint at, like, the fact that um, Diana or Wonder Woman is going to be on Justice League Dark, where she's going to be investigating, yeah. like, what's in the dark and a little more magic stuff, which yep. I'm totally down for, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Totally. Um, they elect a new chairman of the Justice League, of course. It's Jean. Yep. Good for him. He's back, mm-hmm. which is, I'm super excited about that. We see, like, a very classic Justice League. Yes, Oh, it's cartoon show. We see the we see Justin Lee. <laughs> I mean, like Hawkgirl's there, and she's just inexplicably in her cartoon costume, and we don't. She's not even in the book. Like she wasn't in the story at all. No, and she's just like, yeah, and I'm here too. Because yeah. you remember that show that everybody likes. And then the last page is a big friggin' commercial for the next couple of books that are coming out. Yep. New Justice. Yeah. Look, this is like a real like popcorn. Yeah, it was fun. I I, I enjoyed it actually. It was uh, it was not bad. Yeah, it was, but like... If it weren't for all the Marvel rip off that stuff, I would have loved it. But like, it's one of those stories for me where you start tugging on threads. Oh, it doesn't work. It's just kind of, it might unravel on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Because there's no time. There's no time for anybody to think about anything if, or do anything in character, so it's If you just... treat it just like, um, this sort of like... It's almost like a stopgap, but it's also like, just like a summer blockbuster kind it's of thing. It's weird. It's gonna be totally forgotten in like, less than a year. Probably. It'll be in trade and you're going to read it and go like, when did this take place? What is this for? Yeah. What happened here? Trees? What? Trees. And the trees are still there. They should so. just call it Justly Trees. You never see the forest through the trees. They never do. Um, so there you go. It's just, it's no justice. Do you recommend it? Um, this issue? Yeah. No, you... it'd be very confusing for a lot right? of people. I think it's fine. It's, it's... But like, I would get it in trade for yeah. a way reduced rate. Definitely at this point, if you haven't been, if you this hasn't interested you at all, you don't need it. You don't need it. It's a commercial just, for the next thing. If you're just excited about having very specific people being on a, a Justice League team that's influenced by a cartoon show that a lot of us love, yeah. But even just then, go grab that instead. Right. But we don't even get like a big. We don't even get a lot of fun character interactions. Like there's a no. few, but they're not nearly as much as we wanted. Man, would Smokey the Bear be on Justice League trees? I guess. Yeah. It depends on who on who licenses him. They have Yogi Bear. Why would, why oh no, he's Hanna Barbera. Yeah, they have Yogi Bear. That he's like sucks. he's like Smokey Bear. No, because he's a bear. That. No. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's move on. Yeah, what's next? Uh, I guess we could talk about Doomsday Clock. Okay. Uh, Doomsday Clock number five came out after some delays. Yeah. And uh, it's finally here. And let me tell you something. Just about in regards to ju- to Doomsday Clock, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the fanfare, the like just unprecedented amount of attention and joy and like extreme reaction from it Mm -hmm. has completely died away from not just me but from a 
significant portion of the comic book reading audience. The delays really killed it. Yeah. The snail's pace this series has been taking has been really not helping. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're at issue 5 out of 12... And this book is going to be delayed at least three more times. Yeah. And it is hamstringing everything. Yeah. Means that this book can only continue to be and will only further be a lead weight around the progress of the DC Universe. Get ready for more Justice League No Justice books because of Doomsday Clock. I like Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I've enjoyed reading it. Although I do find it incredibly boring now. But I will say this. Do, no justice is a response to Doomsday Clock's snail's pace. And Snyder, Tynion, Williamson, no, no stranger to and no uh, f- fear of banging out a quick event that has some cool characters and some big flashy moments in it. And people buy them and so DC's like, keep doing that until we freaking finish this freaking book. Yeah. You know what's interesting about this? I... I, I thought I was really far behind. Right. And then I realized I was only, I hadn't read four. That's it. And I was like, oh, but like, it's been so long. I had to go back and refresh my memory as to what happened in the other three. Literally, you have to reread all four of them. And like, so, but when I read four and five back to back, it was way better. Yes. I could see that happening. I did not do that. I just read five. Right. Because like, I, I was like, oh, I got to catch up so we can talk about this. Mm-hmm. So let me read four. First, let me refresh my memory, because yeah. I was like, I must be really far behind, so I went back to two. Right. And I was like, no, I read this. No, this is very much, and, Okay, yeah. so I went to three, and I was like, mm, I read that too. And mm-hmm. then I got to four, and I was like, okay, here we go. Yep. Read that, went right into five, and I was like, that was nice. Yeah. Like, that was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not very, like... It's not, uh, it's not rapid it's fire, not it's not zippy, going fast. But, but, like, it... What it does, it does well. It does do well. By the way, Doomsday Clock number five, written, of course, by Jeff Johns, the art by Gary Frank. Uh, farewell... Batman, Earth One, Volume Three. We hardly knew you, because it's Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, and we're never gonna see that freaking book because of this goddamn. Maybe series. I don't know, because who knows when this wraps up? People could be like, "Oh no!" When it wraps up, then Gary Frank's got to finish Volume Three. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. when this wraps up, I will be in retirement age. I don't think that's true. <laughs> in any event ju- but but okay so let's just jump into doomsday clock unfettered without any bias uh so here we go um what's going on we're we're <laughs> we're, we're pushing the uh legion we're, we're pushing uh the uh the justice society yes the legion of superheroes yes and maybe a little batman uh yes Rorschach was sprung by Saturn Girl, and they're going on their own little mission Mm -hmm. to find Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Yeah, but they have a quick stopover. But they do have a quick stopover. (laughs) Uh, Batman finally confronts Ozymandias in in one of the coolest sequences so far. Yeah. People thought that, like, the Rorschach Batman stuff was cool. This was very cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I think this book has made it very obvious that the, um, like, the like one-to-one mm-hmm. ratio here is not Batman to Rorschach. It's Batman. Ozymandias. Uh, I hope so. At least in this moment in Batman's life. Yes. In which he is hailed as a villain, much like Ozymandias was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're very much trying desperately to make those connections right. happen. Right. Um, even though for a lot of us, like 
the Rorschach Batman thing is more interesting because Rorschach's the side like, of Batman that's like obsessive and insane. Yeah, and that like Batman doesn't never wants to be, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it makes me wonder. Like, did did Batman lock up Rorschach because he thought he was crazy, or because he knew he was crazy and still believed his story? And by the time when he meets Ozymandias, he's like, it's all true. Like, yeah. if there was any doubt, he's he's definitely on the same page. Yeah. Whoa. I think it was just more or less, he was like, I can't have this lunatic running around Absolutely. Right now. No, he's like, okay, this like, this book is indicating a much larger mystery, and I've got this guy, and the book, written by the original Rorschach, is some messed up stuff. Yeah. So you are going away until yeah. I can figure out what to do with you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, we've also got the comedian, uh, of course, plucked from between moments, from between uh, life and death. Yes. And he's running around the DC universe. He's running around uh, in Gotham? Yes. Yeah, I think they're... No, they're in Metropolis. No, is he in Gotham? I think it's all in Gotham. I know uh, Superman's in the book as well for like a few seconds. Yeah, because I thought Ozymandias went to... He went to, to Luther, and that's where he did. And then, was originally. That's right. And then uh, Luther went to the hospital. He gets out recent, uh, soon. It, it's a question of where it is. Everything's very dark in this universe, regardless of where you are. Uh, yeah. Like, it's hard to tell. Um, the comedian's just kind of, like, doing his own thing, and, it, like, it's kind of random to me. Like, I'm not sure what well, his purpose is. John brought him back. The yeah. Dr. Manhattan brings him back for reasons that are only known to him. Right, but, like... But he was trying to kill Lex Luthor. That's all we know, is that, like, the comedian was sent probably by Dr. Manhattan to kill Lex Luthor. Why, I don't know. Which is, it's a little perplexing. But I'm looking forward to finding out, because there's no way that they did that yeah. By accident. Right, right. We also, um, I can't remember if it was in, though, this wasn't in this what? issue. Because now I've got, I got four and five mixed up. But the mm-hmm. fact that we get the reveal in one of the two issues, that it's not just um, um, Rorschach oh. and um, Dr. Manhattan that are gone. I mean, granted, Rorschach's dead, but we know that. Yes. Um, but that also um, Night Owl yeah. and Silk Spectre are missing as well. Right, Like, just right. straight up missing. Anyone who's involved in that Arctic thing. Yes, yeah, in the, in the gone. Reveal. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I thought was kind of cool because like, we know what happened to one of them. Mm-hmm. Did the other two just go off and be like, "We'll just be quiet," right? But because like at the end of Watchmen, it doesn't yeah? Well, it looks like they are. Well, it looks it, like they're complacent. In what right, happened. right. But like people know where they are still. Yeah, and and, and now Sally Jupiter's gone. Right. I mean, like, so, like there's Laurie's, no way they're not going to be in this book. Right, but I'm just saying, like, Lori's ties to like regular society is kind of gone too. Yeah, then. that's true. So like, who knows where they ended up? Yeah. Um, we get a lot of, um, marionette and mime yeah. desperately trying to find the Joker. Right. Because we, <laughs> we think that the Joker is their son. That's, I've heard that. Definitely. Um, they're insulted that. Oh, that they're not allowed to operate under, in makeup because yeah. the Joker has outlawed it because yeah. nobody may, you know, operate. Exactly. In his MO. Right. We know that the Joker and also just polite society in general, or like people in general want the bat signal gone. Yeah. And like, it's almost like the Joker's just like, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if I like that. Version. Awesome. I'm, these, these are my people now. Right. Exactly. These are my people. Yeah. It's fine. Um, we also have a big political story where. A like, huge political story, which is very much like, I think, I don't know if it's successfully doing it. You can let me know if you think it's successfully doing it. Trying mm-hmm. To um, like mirror Watchmen's nuclear issues with Russia. Yeah, big time. And so we're like, doing that, but in the but the DC equivalent. Yeah, and it's superpowers. Yes. with Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we find out that like there's like a like okay, because the idea is that the implication furthered by Lex Luthor, although Luthor in this book denies that he has any like 
direct involvement in the perpetuation of this theory, but the mm -hmm. idea is that, like, superheroes were created by the U.S. government as a deterrent against, like, foreign threats and, like, domestic threats as well, and so superhumans were created by the U.S. government, and that, like, that's why there's so many superheroes in the U.S., as opposed to the idea that, like, comic book, like, superhero comic books were created in the United States. Right. By the way, um, I think we have no fear of anything that's happening in Bendis' Man of Steel right now, because Lois is clearly working at the planet. And John is also in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes place hopefully after Man of Steel. In so theory, like I guess that's a good point. We're being told that like most things have to lead to that, correct? Yes. So question mark on that? We'll see. The fact is, Bendis is like so, they so much is tied on Bendis working there that they might be like, no, never mind. Yes. Who cares? That this this thing that means something to John's and to DC's whole mantra and like for, and, and and next two years worth of uh, of books. Could be disrupted just because Bendis doesn't want it. Um, by the way, the, the Joker being their son is not necessarily our theory. It's oh, just, no. It's we just, have heard that. We have heard that. Oh, I think that's what it is. You I think, think that's so? what they're trying to indicate. Because, oh, like, okay. Marionette and Mime had, were pregnant. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan refused to kill them like he would normally because she was pregnant. Yeah. And then when they... Uh, and they're roped into Ozymandias' scheme to escape their reality to come here because he promises to tell them where their child is. Yeah. They're both clown-themed villains who are also, like, kind of Watchmen allegories for the uh, for Captain Adam villains. Yeah. And so the implication is because there's three Jokers and Jeff Johns created the idea that there were three Jokers in the first place that one of the Jokers might be their kid because they're clown people. He's a clown person. <laughs> they're looking for their kid. When they first set foot on the DC Universe soil, they do so in the freaking circus uh, grounds yeah. where the killing joke took place. Right. Or at least where we are meant to think the killing joke took place. It would be really annoying and frustrating if it's not the killing joke circus, if they have the same freaking talking clown and all the imagery thereof just to invoke that image and that idea, but they're definitely not the same thing. That would suck. Hey, can I, can I, you know, what are those, what do you call a theory that's like so out of left field and it's just put out there just to make people upset? <laughs> I think that's called trolling. Okay. What if Johns decides to try to instead, like lead you down that path and he's like, no, they had a baby and I put that baby on earth and that baby's actually Clark. <laughs> right. That would just, be. And then I created a whole world around it. Yeah. That and would I be really annoying. I created Krypton and all that. Yeah. Just or it's Batman. No. Oh, No. None of these, no, no, don't listen to any of these. These are all bad. These are all bad. It's bad. I, I will, <laughs> yes. That's bad. But Lois Lane, obviously, because she's married to one of these, uh, these accused, uh, you know, problems. Metahumans. Metahumans. Um, she goes to Luther to get to the bottom of it. And Superman, Superman returns it up where he like spies on them using his extra vision as superheroing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's the first time we see Superman in the friggin' book as opposed to like when well, he's, like, like, when he's, when he's in costume. Yeah, and yeah, everything. yeah. Um, and he's just, and he's spying on his wife. But uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, oh, also, of course, poor Johnny Thunder escapes from his... Uh, his like his nursing home. His nursing home. Yeah. And he. It's just like so. Like I don't. I like. It's really it's sad. sad. <laughs> and it's really sad. And it's really frustrating because the DC universe is like not supposed to be miserable like yeah. the Alan Moore Watchmen universe. Right. So to implicate like to to suggest that there are people within the city limits of like Keystone City or like or well, any he's place. In, I think he's in Gotham because he goes to he goes past Arkham. Oh, that's right. At one okay. point, so he so, is in a place that's so not he's in a bad place. Great. But like these people were gonna beat this poor old man to death. I know. 
and uh, and but anyway, the the cool part is that he you know because he's looking for his his genie. Yeah, he's looking for the lamp. And uh, which I think is fun, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I I don't because this book is so sad and miserable and dour. Like I'm expecting him to just die and not find anything, <laughs> or to find a lamp and rub it and nothing happens. Oh no, he light up there. I know, like I know exactly what he's looking for. Yeah. I just didn't think he was gonna find it. Right, and he doesn't. But what he does find instead is Alan Scott's freaking that's, lantern. No, that's what he was looking for. He said, I'm looking for my friend Alan's lamp. Oh, that's what it like, was. I'm sorry. He like made, he took the allegory of Aladdin and the lamp and yeah. turned it into Alan Scott and the lantern. Right. And so like that's his quest now. Yes. Is to get that. Like I like enjoy that. Mm. I just was like, he's not going to find it. Right. Because he's <laughs> decrepit. Because it's sad. And they keep saying how old he is. And people keep trying to beat him up. I know. Ah, it's really, and then it's, he does. It's, and I'm like. Sad. Thank you. But then he gets it. <laughs> and you're like, hey, kind of. Yeah. He, uh, he almost gets it. Like, Well, yeah. Well, they're going to beat him to death with it first. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Saturn Girl and, uh, Rorschach, and Rorschach show up. Yep. And Rorschach kills those guys. Yes. Like, just kills the hell out of them. Yep. And, like, it's interesting because, like, we have this whole um, allegory of, like, the moth to the flame. Yes. Um, and, of course, his, like, uh, who, was it? It was Rorschach's friend in... The asylum. Yes. Who was uh, Mothman? No, it was. I thought it was. Uh, it's another name. It's like it's like Moth. It might be Mothman. I can't Moth remember something. Um, um. Yeah, and like the previous issue. Yes. Where he like like he would go out and fly and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, but like. Oh, he, and then he's drawn to the burning building. Yes. And he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, like there's a big like thing about that, and like in fact, like when he's holding it, there's like a bug that's flying around. It's a moth. Yeah. It goes to the so it goes to the lamp. So I thought it's it was like, a, I thought it was a mosquito, which I, I thought, thought was funny was because that would be of course the Gotham thing, right? Like the Gotham version of it. Yeah. The, the the idea of like a flying like insect is definitely something that like that's parasitic. Yeah. Like it can't just be like a regular nice bug. Yeah. But it is Mothman, by the way. Oh, okay. Good. Um, I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, there's a, like, this issue has a little more going on. Like, we're, we're almost halfway through it. We're clearly, like, coming up, like, we're, we're getting to we're some on, like, kind the of slowest roller coaster ever. It really is. And, like, part of it's like you're kind of getting done with it. But after this issue, I'm like, okay. I think, yeah, I think they felt <laughs> people's apprehension with this series. Yeah. And so, like, they needed a big moment or a, or something. Right. They needed, they needed to pay off any of the things that they are suggesting or implying over the last four issues. Like, the Joker. Yes. In the whole last issue, which was, by the way, beautiful and very well executed. Yeah. Just, Marion at Mime looking for the Joker was great. Yeah. If they don't find the Joker, like, now! Which they, which, which they yeah. don't! No, they did! Oh, do they? Because, that's right, they find him. Because they go on to the top of... All right, so the the sequence kind of goes, Ozymandias and Batman have their whole conversation within the new... Um, uh, Archie. Archie. Archie 2 or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Is it three? I don't know. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Um, and in doing so, uh, Ozymandias is going to attack the police. Yes. And Batman doesn't want that. Batman says nay to but that. But there's also a... There's a mob that wants to see the bat signal torn down. Yeah, but and they also, like... They also see the, they're, they're the flying the streets, ship, so they're like... they got, like cops yeah they got and, helicopters like, like there are cops who are also like on the roof and gordon's among them yes and um in the scuffle the ship turns and batman falls out of it and he's beaten well he almost falls into the mob yes and he kind of catches himself mm-hmm. but then on the roof of the building a marionette and mime run into joker for the first yes. time and they're kind of having a back and forth where he's just like you guys have been causing me a whole lot of trouble and they're right. like we've wanted to meet you <laughs> exactly. and then one of his goons is like uh hey boss uh if you could just uh downstairs come over he's like dude i'm like yeah i'm in the middle of I'm and they're the like but you gotta see this and it's 
Batman? Yeah. Batman. I'm gonna. Oh, you Batman don't think it's quotes. Batman? You think Batman got away? I don't know. And you think that the Batman. dude who the crowd beat up? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That'd be it's, cool. I just put Batman in quotes because yeah. I don't know. Is there? So we get that. Like, there's a lot of like, like I don't know if it's payoff, but it's a lot of like, okay, now Marion and, and mine have met the Joker. Right. They potentially have Batman and um, Johnny Thunder. And has Rorschach the lantern. have the lantern. Yes. What is that going to do? Right. Because he says it's going to release his friends. As though, like, they're in the power battery. Right. Which is like, cool, are you going to not be old anymore? He has to be unolded. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of, we got a lot of big moments and some payoff in this issue. So, yeah. it's finally, things are turning around, I think. I right. hope so. It's funny, because, like, the series so far has put a lot of emphasis on Rorschach. Yes. And, well, and just, this new character that they created. Well, well, I'm saying like the new Rorschach. Yeah, like I know. They're, they've put a lot of emphasis on us understanding his mind space. Yes. And like, I really appreciated finding out whether or not I like the um, fact that he's like his the that son. That the psychiatrist son? Yeah. yeah. I don't know yet. I, I can't figure out if I'm like, that's convenient or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's how he got access. Right. Because I'm like, how else did you get that book? Yeah. Like, Well, you get the book from the, uh, from the, the conservative newspaper that he mailed it to. Right, but like how like, they printed it. That's how the whole thing falls apart. Right, right. But he has the actual book. Like, why would he? Like, right. Well, he probably he followed the breadcrumbs. He. But buy. that's that would have. Yeah, I mean, like, I know he has the book, but I meant like originally without the draw of the psychologist's father. Mm-hmm. Like, what would have brought him to that? Point? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So like, I appreciate like where they constructed this whole thing and like the concept of like how horrific it was to be at like ground zero oh, for this alien yeah. attack and like what it did to people right? and right. like the world it created yeah. around that and i was like that's kind of cool and like gives you an interesting perspective on like arkham right cuz like he's almost in arkham for he's in, them, a, he's, in yeah, a way or exactly. they're going to create an arkham cuz they're gathering all of them mm-hmm. so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah um whether or not that's anything more than just john's like indulging himself i don't know i don't know I can't I, tell I, I, what's I, indulgence and what's, like, I, actual stories at this point. It's really going to take, like, effort to, like, when it's done, to, yeah. to pour through it and really get into the nitty-gritty. Right, but, like, regardless of its importance, I enjoyed the, like, I thought it's well done. Yeah. Like, it's, like... Yeah, it's not... This is not hackneyed. It's not stupid. It's no. not, uh, like, a show. You no. know, they're not trying to make a big spectacle out of nothing. It yeah. is a legitimate book. Yeah, no, I agree. And it shouldn't be dismissed. I, I've said it's boring, and, and yeah, it is a little bit, um, especially at the snail's pace. I think if I was reading it all at once, I definitely wouldn't it's feel definitely, this way. I think it's stronger to Together. be able to, to put it, like, cohesively. Exactly. Um, but And there's a lot more, by the way. I don't want to give away the whole thing, because yeah, no, I do recommend it. There's despite a lot the of, fact that it is, like, yeah, a slog. Yeah, and there's a lot of subtleties to it. And, like, honestly, though, like, if you're grabbing it now, you definitely should go back and grab the others. Yeah. Um, because it does build on itself. Right, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, jumping right into, or, oh, so you recommend Doomsday Clock? Oh, now? yeah. Um, I'm not wild about the cover. I liked it. Because we saw the image of uh, Ozymandias' X-Ray the entire time. I was kind of like, eh. But then we got the other cover, which is the, the variant of Joker yeah. getting like putting on the makeup. And I was like, yes. Well, he's putting on the Vite stuff. Yeah. Like he's well, he's got, got the... He's got Vite the, compact. The, yeah. I, I like the I like the simplicity of the X-ray. It's very it's striking in a comic book store. That's true. You know yeah, I mean? no, that's true. It's very like... They're thinking about it. And that's good. That's cool. Yeah. That's the thing I didn't I haven't seen in a comic book store because I haven't been in one in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but oh, man, so okay, 
I read Amazing Spider-Man number 800, which is written by Dan Slott. It's the penultimate issue of Dan Slott's run. I think he has 801 to do, and then he's off. Uh, and it's drawn by a whole mess of people, most of whom, all of whom, have worked with Dan Slott for the last, like, uh, 200 issues that he's been on the book, or okay. however many. A lot. He did six, seven, eight, eight hundred. So 300, 300 plus issues. Yeah, it's a lot. Dan Slott's done. It's like, we're almost done uh, with Dan Slott on the book. Um, I have been... Uh, I've praised his work. I have decried his work, uh, which you know is the mark of a like storied storyteller, a person who is capable of many different things, mm-hmm. uh, both good and and ill. And you know this book was ten dollars, and it was like, Oof. and it was a lot of book though. It was a okay. lot of book, and I actually bought two copies because I bought it on digital, so I didn't get spoiled, and then I bought it in physical because I thought we were going to do it <laughs> on uh, one of the shows. Mm-hmm. I have it. I just didn't put it on the table. It's over there. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. The no. point is, like, uh, ultimately, my thoughts in this series or on this book, you can't talk about the book as it, uh, on its own. You have to talk about it in the greater context of Dan Slott working on this story, um, the story of Peter Parker for the last, like, ten years. Um, and ultimately, I can't say that I agree with Slott's approach to the Peter Parker character. Okay. Ultimately, I can say that uh, he won me over during his run. When he first was on the book during Brand New Day, and he was one of many writers, he was definitely the standout. Out of the writers they had in the in the pool working on those Brand New Day books, mm-hmm. he definitely... And that included some mainstays, some long-standing people. Roger Stern wrote some books. Bob Gale wrote Back to the Future. And some Spider-Man stuff. Dan Slott's stuff kind of rose to the top. Right. And maybe it was almost like a ridiculous, expensive uh, audition process to figure out who should take over for Spider-Man afterwards. But right. Slot's stuff is undeniably, was was really uh, was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that he had an affinity and a, and a deep understanding of the character. Okay. So, you know, you were get, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then I read New Ways to Die and I hated it. <laughs> I, I really did. I was like, this is not great. And it was, of course, John Romita Jr. drawing it. And he had just... He had left uh, the JMS series, mm-hmm. and then uh, Deo Dotto Jr. took over, and a number of other artists like filled in for him, but no one ever really matched the JMS John Romita Jr. stuff mm-hmm. for me. And to see him come back to this book with another art with another writer, uh, but no one was quite the same. Right, Romita Jr. just didn't live up to the work that he was able to do back mm-hmm. during the JMS era, and Dan Slott was not able to live up to the JMS stuff that I enjoyed, and would ultimately was the last writer on the book before I quit for a while. Okay. Um, but I read New Ways to Die, I didn't care for it, dropped the book, and left it alone after Brand New Day for a long time until Big Time. Read Big Time, and I was like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it pays homage to the character. It approaches the character from a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And it also delivers on the promise of the character that, and, and the potential that's never been realized. We've never seen Peter Parker, except in, during the Clone Saga, of him being a scientist and right. actually doing things. Um, we've never seen him actually, like, make good. You know, local boy does good or makes good. Like, mm-hmm. we never see that moment where Peter Parker actually cut, gets a break and things work out for him. I think that's why a lot of people like that run so much, why I liked it so much. Right. Because it's one of the few times where things, like, consistently work out for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Dan Slott's approach was, I think, from the perspective of, like, hey, listen, Spider-Man should know everything. He should be leading the Avengers. He should be in charge of all this shit because he's been doing it almost the longest. And he's fought literally everybody. And he's a super scientist, and he has access to all this like technology, and he knows everybody in the superhero community, and he knows he has all these favors owed to him. Like he should like run shit, right? And seeing that actually kind of like all the dominoes falling in his favor really, really resonated with me. And it all culminates in Spider Island, and it all kind of like really crystallizes to this one point of like this is really cool, 
And it really is like the, the culmination point for a lifetime of like being shit on. And then it just goes in another direction. And it goes in that direction for the rest of the of his run. Right. And Amazing Spider-Man number 800 is the culmination of Dan Slott's kind of like approach to the character, which apparently recently he just tweeted or Facebooked or posted a thing where he said, okay, Peter Parker fails. That's who he is. Life craps on him. Peter Parker must suffer. That's who that character is. His character is suffering. If he's not suffering, you're not writing to Peter Parker, which is... Not correct. No. And it's not even not correct. I shouldn't say that because that's kind of like, that's a one-dimensional way of saying it. That's like saying like, you know, well, it's like saying art isn't subjective. Right. That's just not all that that he is. That's not all he is. And that ain't my Spider-Man. And it wasn't your Spider-Man when you were writing him for this like two or three year window, dude. Suffering is not a character trait. No. And it is not a plot device. And having that approach to the character i think prevented him from being able to tell greater stories mm-hmm. uh amazing spider-man 800 had a lot of uh different artists on it and they all uh, bring as much of their a-game as they can uh humberto ramos did not do his top work okay cam coley did probably the best he could do but i hate his work <laughs> uh marcos martin does what he does and it's great mm-hmm. uh john Minnie jr tries his best and the, I th- i'm forgetting a couple others but like you know what the book is oh and Stuart Immonen is regrettably apparently retiring from comics after this really yeah wow which is a damn shame because he's so great and uh and and ultimately you know uh spoilers for the book I don't want to ruin it for you so like but there is a big significant cataclysmic death which one could see coming from a mile away because no one had any plans or ideas about what to do with this character and you know uh it's uh, it, it was not. It, he he thought it was like a big mic drop, and it wasn't. Okay. It was just. It felt like it was a lot of box ticking, and it felt like it was kind of like just just filling in all the boxes. It, you you could tell it was written by a weary author, somebody who was just oh. like someone was just so tired of being told he sucks and that he's bad at this and he doesn't know what he does. That's how it felt. It felt like a like a weary book right. that was written by a weary author who just wanted to go out on top one last time. Because it does ultimately like end in a nice way. And there is a really, really beautiful... And that's the thing. Van Slott is not a bad writer. So like there are some beautiful moments. Right. It's a great moment with uh, Mary Jane and Peter Parker in a, gra- in, a, in, the, in a graveyard. And it's... Or a cemetery. And it's great. And it's, it's beautifully done. And it's very well executed. Um, and... You know, so uh, so it has a couple of uh, of of great moments, okay, of, of good moments that aspire for greatness. <laughs> the book aspires for greatness and ultimately falls short. That's what I can say about it. Okay, um, is eighty pages for ten dollars of this worth it to you? No, absolutely okay. not. Uh, if you don't like his run on Spider Man, you're not gonna like this, right? Uh, if you like anything that has Spider Man in it, you're gonna love this. Because it's a celebration of Spider-Man. Look at all these great stories and these great characters and these great artists. And, oh, he gets the Venom symbiote for a few minutes. And, like, oh, and and because it would be boring to look at, like, the iconic classic costume that everybody always wants to see, let's do a new version of the Venom symbiote on Spider-Man. One we've never seen before that looks really weird. And because Humberto Ramos' art is kind of, like, interpretive, it's kind of hard to tell whether, like... There are moments in the aspects of the costume that are either, like, Humberto Ramos-isms or... That's what the costume's doing. Like, the, his eyes, like, bug out of the head. And you're like, is that on purpose? Or is that, like... Oh. Is that, like, real? Is that happening? And it just ultimately doesn't work. 
Like, I, I just don't think it works. All right. It's too bad. Because, like, I, I don't I don't read a book to go, like, it's going to suck. Here we go. Right. Unless it's Force Works or something. But, like, when it comes to the when it comes to this, I, I was like, you know what? I've loved his work. I loved Spider Island. I enjoyed the end of Ends of the Earth. I enjoyed Superior Spider-Man. Uh, ultimately, I think I've... No. I can't say that I've liked more of his work than I have not liked it. Because right. he's written... Over 300 issues of this series. Yeah, that percentage probably is not... I, I feel bad because I wish he had left the book like four years ago so that he yeah. could have had a time to work on other books and then come back to it. Right, and he also would have left, like, maybe he would have had one dud, but it would have been overall, like, positive. Yes. And but, but then people would have been like, man, remember the slot run? Instead of people now being like... He needs to leave the gotta, book. It's, it's difficult to recommend him, I think two people who haven't read Spider-Man before because it's just like well it's his it's been his thing for the last like, And it's also like years. read that but you can ignore that but then like eh, and then you know what I mean like, Yeah no it's all it's 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 hard and I I feel bad because he's such a genuine nice person and he really does like try and like I said like he's a legitimately good Arthur mm-hmm. and I feel bad for him because I know how much he loves the character and I wish he had left not because I hate him and wish he wouldn't make money it's more because I wish that he could have had the opportunity to return to the character again. But after this, I don't think there's ever going to be a time when he's going to be welcome back on this book. No, I agree. And that's the ultimate shame and I sadness agree. of the only time you might book. see him is if they do like an annual or something where they like let him write a little mini story, or if he does an event because like Bendis is gone, so like Dan Slott might be he's going to run Fantastic Four and like he might do like one of the next Marvel events, right? And Spider-Man might play a significant role. Or maybe he'll be so resentful of all the negative press and all the negative attention he's gotten from Spider-Man fans that he'll make Spider-Man look like a friggin' idiot. He might. Because, like, that was my that was my real dread. Was his, like, was his weariness from the fan reaction. Because, like, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a professional, you can pretty much tone out or, like, tune out a lot of that negativity. Yeah. But if you are bombarded by it on a, on a regular basis, and if you delete your Twitter account more than as many times as he had, like, no. You're hearing that shit. Yeah. And it's getting to you. Yeah. And so, like, I feel bad. Right. And, and I, I wish he was... I wish he could leave the book under better circumstances. Right. And hopefully the publishers learn from this and, like, not... And don't let creators stay on a book for that long. If, right. If it's not working. If it's not working. If it's not working, it's not working. Like, that doesn't mean they don't work for you anymore. You could just put them on something else. Yeah, just put... Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know... It could be that, like, Savolsky might have been like, Dan, you gotta leave the book for a little while. Go do that Fantastic Four. Like, we're mm-hmm. bringing them back. Please just don't go to DC, but, like, leave Spider-Man for a little while. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's... It's it's um, it's um a bittersweet book. Uh, it's got a lot of, like I said, it, like, it, it's actually a great encapsulation of his run. Because oh. it has a lot of... Okay. It has peaks and valleys. There are some great moments. There are some really stupid moments. <laughs> and when I say stupid, I mean, like, self-indulgent or, like, weird. There's some, like, resentful moments you could tell he put there because he's like, fuck you to, like, the reader. And there's a couple moments where he's like, but I also love Spider-Man and I, and I don't want to read this book and be mad at myself. Right. So, like, there are a couple moments that are here for him. Okay. Or for us, hopefully. Okay. And so, you know, uh, that was a long way of saying that the book is, like, a C+. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so who knows? All right. Like, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Nick Spencer has to offer, but if the, if the free comic book day issue is any indication, I am not looking forward to it. Oh. It's, it's just woof. We'll talk about that when that book comes out. Okay. I mean, we, there was a full free comic book day issue. Uh, everybody's very excited about it. Nick Spencer uh, wrote Superior Spoke Spider-Man, and yes. he did a great job. Uh, you know this because uh, he is... 
using all of his characters from Superior Foes and putting them into his book. And uh, Ryan Otley is off Invincible because that book has ended, and Ryan Otley's doing the art, and uh, I wish Ryan Otley had been brought on this book about ten years ago because then he might have been able to pull it off. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's uh, we got one more book, I think. Do if you want to. I guess we could really quick just talk about this this title because it deserves to be talked about, and I really want to sell it. Yeah, go for it because like I've only read one issue of it, and I think it was the end of this arc, and it was awesome. Right, uh, Marvel <laughs> Two and One, Marvel Two and One Number Six came out last week. It's great. It is quintessentially Marvel. It yeah. is everything. That, it was all the popcorn fun of. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run. Yeah. But without any of, like, the subtext and bullshit. <laughs> like, listen, nobody doesn't love Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic Four. Right. Unless you're, unless you're bored easily. But, damn. And I don't, I, I thought I didn't like Chip Zdarsky. I know you did, but I was like. Because it was friggin' Howard the Duck and I'm, his approach to the Spider-Man I know, character. I know, I know. But, like, I was like, he's, he's. He knows what he's doing. He does. He can he, he can pull the, it off. He can pull it off with whatever he decides he wants to tell. And it could just be you didn't like the story he had to tell. I mean, he's, I mean, like, or but he just thinks Spider-Man's a dorky, like a dorky could. character. He could. Um, but this, like, I know right before we went on, you're like, I, you should read this at some point. And I was yeah. like, I'll read this issue. And then I read, realized I was like, oh, I'm reading the end of the arc. Yeah. But I was like, I would still go back and read the rest of this mm-hmm. because it was just really fun. Yes. Like, but like not really dumb fun. either. No, I no. Would, I would liken it to, if you've ever read Jason Aaron's uh, The Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine is just like that. Only, okay. only shorter mm. and, uh, and, and there's less like, no, it's just, it's just really great. Right? It's also like, it, unfortunately it doesn't have the same artist on the whole book. Uh, oh. Jim Chung draws issues one and six. Maybe he does two, I don't remember, but like then he leaves. But like, Shame. but he does wrap up with issue six. It's great. Uh, um, I was going to say this reminds me of any sort of like high stakes movie where like it the plan's finally coming together. Yes. And it's like, like that incredible feeling of payoff. And again, I didn't read the other issues and I still felt like... Felt like, yeah, we did it! <laughs> I was like... That's the best. And me too. Hey guys. Yeah, that's the... This is great. That is the be- That is the mark of an inclusionary story. <laughs> Whether it's a movie... Like, like uh, the, for me, like I didn't watch the Star Trek original series. Yeah. I was a TNG guy and much later in life. But I still, like, when I saw Star Trek 4, I'm like, yeah, we're all having a good time, right, gang? Oh, Scotty, you Scotsman? Is that who you are? Scotty? That, oh, that doesn't, that's pretty on the nose, isn't it? But I still, like, and then I go back and I enjoy all the other, like, I love the, I have a real, like, soft spot. Like, that moment in uh, Star Trek uh, Beyond, when Spock opens up the picture and it's the crew, I'm like, oh. <laughs> the crew, because like I saw six movies of those guys, and like, but I didn't watch that show, right? So it makes me a huge hypocrite, but it yeah. makes me feel like, oh, and that's what this book is. You're yeah. just like, you can read any issue, and be like, this is fun, yeah, this is cool, I'm having a good time, yeah. It, and by the way, so the series is just Johnny Storm and Johnny Storm sad because, uh, <laughs> and he and he's and he's directionless, and his powers are waning, and uh, Reed and Sue and the kids are off creating universes, but they don't know that. No. The, the, the team doesn't know that. Ben was on the Guardians and trying desperately to stay afloat because yeah. uh, somebody at Marvel Editorial was telling them they can't make Fantastic Four books anymore, but they can still use the thing. So, <laughs> but uh, in the context of the story, you know, the thing is like a little bit more rock solid than the, than Human Torch, and uh, so he decides uh, because he gets like a like a like a living will from okay. uh, Reed that says like take care of Johnny and he's gonna be sad. And uh, Johnny takes, and and so uh, Ben basically takes like this uh, this dimension hopping device mm-hmm. from from uh, Reed's stuff with Johnny, and he's like, they're actually alive, and we're gonna go find them. And he's lying to Johnny the entire time about like 
about looking for them to try yeah. and trick Johnny into being like a Fantastic Four like member again. Right, right. And uh, so it's just great. And uh, and so what they do is they wind up in like an alternate dimension where like Reed and Sue are alive, but Ben is dead. Yeah. And Doctor Doom absorbs the energy of Galactus, and then he becomes a Galactus, and then he eats everything except for Earth. But then he comes back to eat Earth, and so the Fantastic Four and the remaining members of like the. Uh, Marvel Universe have to like band together to save the universe and it's freaking awesome and it fun is. and I gotta tell you like if you just pick this up because you're like whatever who cares and like me yeah, you like, could literally you could be like right like, okay so Doctor Doom's Galactus I'm in yeah I was just like they did such a good job without like explaining to me mm-hmm. what was happening yeah. it's like you see him and then you see the like his heralds are Doombots <laughs> yeah and I'm like Okay, he's right. Galactus. Nailed it. Got it. All right, cool. Yeah, he's got Silver Surfer Doombots. Anything that's happening, you could piece together. Like, Emma Frost is in this, but they don't call her Emma Frost. They no. just call her Emma, and she looks totally different because she's clothes on. And she's uh, banging uh, the Silver Surfer. But the Silver Surfer, was... because of because they killed Galactus, his tether was removed, and he doesn't have the yeah, power that, cosmic Yeah, but like... Doom, in him, ta- in him talking to her, yes. I was able to... I was like, oh, it's Emma Frost. Right. Cool, I'm in. Yeah. Got it. Like... It just all comes together in a way where it, it makes you feel more clever than you are. Yeah. Because I'm fake piecing it together even though I haven't been reading. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but we've only been in this universe for like two issues, so you're not far off. <laughs> but I don't know that. And I got to tell you, that like that moment where they like reveal the big part of their plan. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Great. Delightful. And completely <laughs> worth it. Oh. But th- what's funny is it's not, um, it's not even all about this it's not always highfalutin like cosmic stuff there's also a story there's an issue that i was like this is perfect issue it was just a story it was a flashback about ben and reed when they were in school playing a prank on victor that's cute so good that's really cute i like that a lot um are they pulling a um like johnny's powers are waning because he's sad no, I think they're saying, well, because Ben's powers are waning too. Okay. I think what they're going to set up is the idea that, like, the four have to be together. Oh. In order to, like, power each other. Like, like Quantum and Woody? Yeah. Clang. Clang. <laughs> 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 You're never going to see my Quantum and Woody book, by the way. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was our Quantum and Woody book. It yeah. was pretty good. It was pretty fun. It was pretty wizard. That was, the, that was my request out of my friendship with the Valiant guys. Yeah. I want to do some Quantum and Woody. And they were like, okay. And we had a pretty good... We had a pretty good pitch. Yeah. But, like, overall, I, I enjoyed this issue a lot. I liked um, the, like, sort of growth of Doom. Of Doom? Of one version of Doom. Yes. Um, oh, no, I thought that, that was, was pretty, like, amazing. Yes. And, and 616 Doom comes with them as a, as the, as a Iron Man. As the, as the infamous Iron Man. Okay. So, like... You get a bunch of cool stuff. It's oh, it's cool. Yeah, and like the book's really beautiful. It's like really lovely to look at. Yes. I really like just had a nice time. Yeah. If you've never read Fantastic Four, you might want to pick up the Marvel 2-in-1 series because A, it's six issues. B, it only requires you to know two characters. And C, it gives you that feeling of, of what the Fantastic Four should mm-hmm. give you without it... Um, Without it feeling too complicated, right, and without you having to delve into a lot of minutia, uh, but it's good. You, you, you. Uh, I think people would dig it, and I think they should because I, I think this book deserves to be, to be one of the top sellers. I don't yeah. think it is, but I think it will. I think it should be, and I hope it survives in trade and 
Fantastic Four is picking up after this, so, like, who knows? Like, right? You know, I don't, know. I don't think the book's going to survive, but I'm sad to hear that Chip Zdarsky will not be writing Fantastic Four now. Yeah, right? He's just too good. He's just, he just, he figured, he, he nailed it in the first try. First yeah. issue, I was like, all right, well, let's see how this is. I think I said it off the rack. I'm like, I'm going to read it, so I guess I will. And then I'm like, oh, it's great. <laughs> and I remember calling Rob, and I was like, Rob, you got to read it. He's like, no, I'm not reading that half Fantastic Four bullshit. And I'm like, you got to read it. And he did. And he's like, oh, did you know it was great? I'm like, I told you it was great, you freaking jackass. <laughs> But uh, well, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> we're friends. I can say that. Yes, you can. But That's uh, fair. but yeah. So Marvel two and one, a little Trojan horse uh, review go. for little, you. But a little extra. Yeah, but check that out. Yeah. Check out all these books uh, if you want to. But it isn't off the rack without recommending a couple of titles for you, uh, which we didn't really prepare. So I'm just gonna look really quick at the like uh, solicitations. Um, Look at there us. are a couple of Looking. books that are coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Doctor Strange is coming out. It's part of the Mark Wade run. He's in space. Uh, I don't know if I recommend it necessarily because I don't know. I'm going to read it and, and check it out. Strange has been kind of all over the place. Yes, it has. Um, And I I don't know if we're going to find a baseline you anytime the soon. Yeah. I felt like that was quintessential Doctor Strange. That was yeah. straight up Doctor Strange. But like... Like Roger Stern era. I get it. But like... We haven't had, like, it's still totally different because we have to be in space. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. That preview is amazing because it's like, hey, here's Doctor Strange, the way you remember him from 30 years ago. And then it's like, oh, but he's going to leave for yeah. space. But now he's, now he's in space. Space Strange. And I'm sure I'm going to have a good time. And I'm sure like I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to read it. I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be nice yeah. if we could just... Just, 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 just set a baseline? AJ, just... Let it. Have you still read? Have you read that last uh, Donny Cates book? No. You got to read it. I know I do. The art's crazy. I'm sure it is. Uh, I've got I've got a lot of conflicting opinions about the Donny Cates run. Yeah. I know I we really all can agree. Like Donny Cates. Yeah. But I have a lot of conflicting feelings about that whole thing. At least we can all agree. Yeah. That Dennis Hopeless sucks. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. And I don't think, and it's funny too, because I think Donny Cates kind of got. Like the short on the stick as well because he got pulled into the damnation thing, which I know he was part of. Yeah, he did. Technically, I think he wrote that. Well, he he co-wrote it, but he also I think it was the brainchild of that. Uh, Maybe I don't know because Nick Spencer was on it. Yeah, that's true. He's uh, he's got his opinions. Man, if Nick Spencer was the brainchild behind Damnation, then I have not some high hopes or expectations for Spider Man either. I don't know technically. I Mm -hmm. really don't. Um, but everything was so tied in with that that. Yeah. It's like he didn't get a fair shake, necessarily. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people really love that he put the genie back in the bottle where he's like, Strange has his magic again. Yes. But I think Wade's is dealing with him not having magic. No. Or like, it's like lessened. I mean, I'm sure it's weakened like or whatever. It, 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 look, if you look at the if, at the pages, it just looks like he's back to normal. Yeah. I thought I read something about that somewhere. So anyway, uh, what are you going to recommend? Well, oh, before sorry. I do that, I'll mention Silvery Cricket says, Did you read the Lockjaw Mini? It's actually pretty good. It also drops as to where Rhi and Sue are. Oh. Uh, I did not read the series, but I did take a look at a couple of pages, and I saw that there's this great sequence where Lockjaw is like bamfing to different places, and in one of them is a DC Universe. <laughs> I thought that was cute. That's cute. Um, I was going to say, of course Sal didn't. He doesn't like any humans. No, I don't care for the humans. So, you know, why would I do that? Um, Yeah, but but now knowing that it could be kind of fun. I hear it actually is good and I like that preview. So who knows? Um, But I will say uh, Justice League number one comes out next week and I got to buy it. Uh, If I'm ever going to like a Justice League book, it better be. It's going to be this. I like Justice League. Um, but I like the cartoon more. Yeah. And the cartoon is the is the straight up brainchild for the series. Like yeah. It's, it is the like Bible for the series. Look, I'm excited. Hawk Girl's back, and I'm excited. Martian Manhunter's back. Yep. And you, you know that me. they're gonna probably try to shoehorn a romance B 
between Jon Stewart and Hawkgirl because you liked that in the cartoon. I did and like that listen, in the cartoon. Everyone else did. No one else complained. <laughs> And uh, you know what? Who cares? Like, they haven't done anything with Jon Stewart in a long time, and uh, Hawkgirl just showed up. So, yeah, let's make that happen. Yeah. Um, but it looks good, and, you know, Snyder uh, with a team book, you know, it's it's a mixed bag. So I'm looking forward to finding out how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to get it, because it's like, it's it's a huge landmark issue, and it might be a good, like, precedent setter for the future of DC post-Rebirth, because it's no longer Rebirth anymore. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so those are your recommendations, folks. A couple of a uh, couple of ideas. Not, yeah. Not a huge list, but no. uh, but hey, did you enjoy watching the uh, the Off the Rack series live? If so, we will continue to do that. Uh, if not, uh, well, sorry, we'll just figure something else out. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that was the show, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack. Um, we will hopefully be introducing more live shows in the future. So. Uh, let us know in the comments what you want to see live, and uh, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we if our plans line up, because we have our own ideas as well. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to show, sh- like toss out there before we wrap up? No. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll uh, check us out uh, everywhere where you can find social media stuff. You know what? We're live. Why not? Uh, we, have, uh, we have an Instagram, Instagram.com slash official and Instagram.com slash TheRealZoobs. Check them out. Uh, there's also links for the, the Discord in the chat below. Uh, there's also a Facebook group, which you can find uh, in the description. Actually, the description has everything, so just yeah. go down there. It's Click like, all the links. It's the place to be. It is the place to be. There's a subreddit. I bet you didn't know that. Uh, check them all out, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack, or at least something else that we're doing here on the show. Uh, I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.